You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. We are so excited that you chose to tune into today's episode. And I don't say that lightly. If you are a returning listener of any kind, whether you've listened to all, I don't even know what number of episode this is at this point, uh, over 300, I think, uh, or if you've just listened to one episode or two, thank you. Like genuinely, thank you for showing up and listening to this show. Thank you for sharing it with your friends and family. Thank you for tagging us and storing your favorite episodes on Instagram. Your love for the show, just I just want to say, does not go unnoticed. And we truly would not be able to do what we do without you. So thank you. Now, earlier this year, we did an episode that got insane feedback from you. It was episode 273, Making God Your CEO. And you guys absolutely loved that episode. So today we have the honor of us having a special guest on the show to chat about doing business with the Lord. So we're kind of returning to that topic. And we have the honor today of speaking with Zach Wendell. Now, Zach is a faith-based entrepreneur, author, and speaker with a mission to help others understand the Bible and grow closer to God. Zach is most well-known for publishing The Bible Study, a one-year study of the Bible and how it relates to you, which helps readers engage with the Bible like never before, and it sold over 250,000 copies since being published in 2016. And he's passionate about helping people create holy habits. And Zach founded the Brand Sunday, a company dedicated to providing resources that help people grow in their relationship with God, including planners, study journals, trivia books, icebreaker cards, and more. He strives to meet people wherever they are in their faith journey, from new believers to seasoned saints, and to help them understand that faith does not need to be overwhelming and to learn what it actually means to live a whole and holy life. All right, now today we talked with Zach all about dreaming with God as an entrepreneur, how to tangibly go about inviting him into your business, how to honor God through your work, and so much more. We went deep into how to hear God's voice in life and in business specifically, and Zach brought truth to anyone feeling lost on how to know you know, what God is saying in your life and business. And then we addressed the belief that going after your dreams is a selfish thing outside of God's will. There's tea on that. It's getting, it's going to get good. Um, and how to ha- handle failure and setbacks in your business when you're seeking to walk with God. So this episode is seriously such an incredible encouragement for those of us seeking to pursue business with the Lord. And Zach really just brings the fire today. So don't go anywhere and let's get him on the show. Ever stop your scroll on Instagram and wonder how the heck photographers snagged those wildly candid moments of their clients? You know, the kind of photographs that make you just sit in awe of how stunning they are and the emotions that you feel from them? We have felt that too. And when we first started out as photographers, our number one goal was to make sure our clients were comfortable and feeling like their true authentic selves. And one of the easiest ways we were able to achieve that was through creative posing prompts. Because here's the truth, if you want to achieve those effortlessly candid, playful, and intimate photos, you have to create an environment that allows your couples to feel comfortable to do so. And we're spilling all the tea with some of our favorite directions and prompts in our free photography posing guide. Visit theheartuniversity.com forward slash candid to get your hands on this incredible freebie. Prepare to have your clients rave about how much fun they had with you on their session. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay.
Zach, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. This is a joy to have you here today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. You guys are the best. (laughs) We feel the same about you. So this is just one big love fest going around. (laughs) Uh, For any of our listeners who maybe aren't super familiar with you, do you want to kind of like, I don't know, tell us a little bit about your story, a little bit about yourself. We can kind of all get started, like become friends and then dive in from there. Totally. So my name is Zach Windall. Uh, I'm the founder of a company called The Brand Sunday, and I'm an author of a few different books like uh, The Bible Study, and I wrote one called Launch with God. I actually have a new book coming out in just a few weeks called See the Good, which I'm ecstatic about. A little bit about my story. I was always an entrepreneur from a really early age. My family would spend a few weeks down in Florida every year, and I would always try to find like different ways just to entertain myself. So I would make shark tooth necklaces, and I would walk up and down the beach with my arm full of them, selling them for $10 a pop. (laughs) Like legit as a nine-year-old, I would make hundreds of dollars off these things to like, That's uh, you know, re- reinvest in my quote unquote company. Uh, and also <laughs> to, to buy a new skim board every year. Of course. <laughs> Necessities. You know, naturally. <laughs> right, right. And then really like as time went on, I started other companies that were never my full-time gig, but I treated them like they were. So I was doing clothing lines. I ran a recording studio. I did some of my own music. I wrote some books. I pitched a TV show. I I was like trying a bunch of different things. Um, Then in 2017, I wrote this book called The Bible Study. And it kind of began to take off, like selling over 400,000 copies, all direct to consumer. And we developed this umbrella company called The Brand Sunday. And actually, just a few months ago, this is like so insane that I'm actually like able to say this. But a few months ago, Inc. 5000 announced that we were number 63 fastest growing business in America and number four in our industry. Like, we had zero funding. And I wrote this book in my parents' basement. Like, it's so (laughs) mind-blowing to me what God did with it. And then just two weeks ago, we were actually acquired by a major publisher. So life has been like an absolute whirlwind lately. Oh wow. my gosh. Well, we love welcome. to see that. Yeah, we, we love to see that. And I feel like I am so excited for our conversation today, just to dive on in off the deep end into all things doing business with God. And that, that's something that we obviously talk about here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. For any past listener or returning listener, they, they know that a lot, but we are very yeah. excited to kind of bring you specifically into this conversation. So I guess first off, Kind of just diving in, how do you personally dream with God in order to decide to start a business or even to go after a passion? Totally. I love that you guys talk about that. That's so cool. I think it's like the most important thing that you can do as an entrepreneur. God wants to be involved in the entire process from the beginning to the end. And I think a Mm -hmm. lot of businesses with, I've, I've, I've created a lot of businesses without him and they've flopped. But then when I chose to bring him into the situation, it took off. So Mm. how do you dream with God? I think uh, you start by spending time in the word and spending time in prayer. And a big thing is like, you don't do all the talking. Often in prayer, when we talk about like, oh yeah, you should just pray about it. We think that we're the one that's doing all the talking, but no, you need to sit and listen to his voice. You need to be tuned into what he's saying in your life. And even when it may seem crazy, you need to be obedient because it's in that obedience that God blesses it more than anything. 
I remember early on when I had just finished writing the Bible study, I met with this evangelist that had written a bunch of different books. I was wanting to get his advice just on the topic of releasing a book. And his response to me was basically like, don't do it. He was like, if you print a thousand copies, you're going to sell a hundred to family and friends and you're going to get stuck with the rest. And so I took it to God and I was like, is that what you're calling me to do? And immediately I felt like God said not to listen to the guy and just to keep pushing forward with the company anyway. And I could have left that conversation being discouraged or I could have been obedient to God's voice. And in the end, it was the obedience of it that played out successfully. Oh, I love that. Wait, Zach, can I ask a follow-up question with that? Yeah. Uh, something, because Lindsay and I talk about, you know, obviously we talk about this topic and even outside of the podcast, just in personal, like social media and whatnot. And one of the repeat questions that we get is, okay, how do I hear the voice of God? That Like, how do I know, especially for someone who doesn't feel like maybe hasn't grown up super closely with the Lord or grown up in a, a Christian household or, yeah. you know, whatever. What would you say to that person of like, I love that you're saying, you know, don't do all the talking, listen. Do you yeah. have thoughts on the person who's listening to you saying that and being like, I don't know how to listen to his voice. I don't know what God's voice totally. sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, you're going to get it wrong originally and you're going to get it wrong later in your life. It's just part of the process of learning to hear and understand his voice. And so how do you do that? I think a lot of the times, you know, like, I heard uh, Julia Veach say this. She was like, it's when you know in your knower. And I loved the phrasing there. <laughs> it's like when you just know, like that's one way that God speaks to you. Um, it can be through just like a random thought that pops up or the answer to a question all of a sudden. Um, it can also be through God's word. It can be through like spending time in the Bible. I know that that, uh, that a lot of uh, people don't spend as much time in the Bible as they should these days. And I, but I really do believe that God speaks to us through his word and yes. will give you the answers as you learn to dive in. And as you begin to study more and more, it's going to truly change your life because the more that you hear his voice and it, it could be a process of you getting there. But once you begin to, it's like every decision is going to make more sense. And you're going to yeah. be thinking from his mindset. Um, the apostle Paul says to renew your mind every day. And I think as we go through that renewal process, which literally just means thinking things through from God's perspective and seeing how he feels about a situation. As we do that, we're really going to be able to bring heaven down to earth. And we're going to see how he's moving uh, in our midst even when it may not feel like it. I love that you said that because it it almost reminds me of like an analogy of like, if you're trying to listen to a friend, like on a, I, I don't know, maybe on a phone call or just like hear from a friend like that you have yeah. in life. If you don't yeah. know them, you're probably going to yeah. have a hard time hearing from totally. them. Like, no, like the communication is going to be uh, bleak or not there at all. Yeah. And so I love that you mentioned kind of like actually spending time with him. Cause I, even for me, like the more I spend time with God and the more I get in the word and have quiet times and just like intimate conversations throughout my day, every day, yeah. the more I'm in tune to hear from him. Or, whereas yeah. if I've had season where, seasons where I, I'm just like not in my Bible as much and I'm, I let life get busy and I don't really prioritize him. I feel distant and I feel like I'm, I'm not, kind of attuned to his voice in that way. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, that's it. 100%. It's like, okay, as a Christian, we believe that we have a personal relationship with Jesus. We believe that the Holy Spirit speaks through us and to yeah. us. And it's like, 
if I was in a friendship with somebody where I was the only one doing the talking, it would be a pretty boring friendship and it wouldn't, it wouldn't grow. And I think a lot of us, because we're taught like, okay, you need to pray this way. Prayer is you speaking with God, but it's also him speaking to you. And it's allowing yourself the ability to get into those moments where you can hear from him instead of just sitting and doing all the talking yourself. It's like, no, I need to spend an extra 20 minutes to like empty my mind from all of the mess of what's going on in my day to day and literally just wait and just to hear from him. And you may not for the first a hundred times that you do it, but then the one time that you do, it's going to change your life. And so it's, it's putting yourself in that position to hear from him is going to be the best thing you can do. I love love that. that. I think one thing I just want to add to that is I feel like a big hesitation or a roadblock for a lot of Christians seeking that journey of beginning to hear the Lord's voice is that we get in our own heads and we think, you know, oh man, I like, I just suddenly, I don't know, I felt peace on this random thought that popped into my head, but no, that's just me. I'm overthinking it. I'm getting into my, I I need to make space for God. That wasn't God. Like there's this, this self-doubt that really creeps in. And in my journey with like hearing the Lord's voice and really pursuing that relationship with him, if you are actively seeking God, if you are actively spending time in the word, in conversation with him, giving yourself space to let his voice speak, to have like, ask a question and then wait to see if you can hear his answer. If you are in that pursuit, give yourself the grace to trust that if something is is hitting your spirit with a sense of peace or thoughts rushing through your mind as you're pursuing the Lord or whatever it is, I want like, God is not going to be angry if you think you hear his voice in your pursuit of him and then take yeah. one step and he goes, actually, that wasn't me. And you go, oh, okay, sorry. I'll step back. Where, where were yeah. you calling me? Like there is, there's so much grace in that as well. And oh, yeah. we can not get in our own way of being like, oh, I can't possibly, if the thought went through my head, then it was from me. It's like, oh no, the Holy right. Spirit nah, nah, nah. is yeah. happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. hundred percent. That's so true. That's it right there. Yeah. I love mm. it. Mm. I have a, n- another question. Uh, kind, of, yeah. kind of going back to like kind of the business. I really can't talk today. Well, um, again, the <laughs> business mindset, how do you invite God into your business specifically? Like and life, but like more yeah. so business. What does that look yeah. like for you? I think it means spending time in worship. It means spending time reading the word every morning and spending time in prayer. Um, I think taking every business decision that I have to God Uh, The thing is like, we can make a logical decision ourselves. We're smart people, but oftentimes what God can do in just a moment versus what we can do over the course of weeks doesn't even compare. He can change everything in a second, like we were just saying. And I think I'm, I'm hyper aware of where I spend my time. It's actually to like a fault a lot of the time, but really like, why would I waste a ton of time if I can move exponentially further ahead with God's help rather than trying to do things on my own? I was reading this book the other day and they were talking about how Jesus most likely spent three to four hours in prayer every single morning, like communicating with the Father. And so when we see these miracles that he's performing that happen just like in a split second, 
the solution began in the morning during his prayer time. And I would rather Mm. spend time with Jesus to have business solutions in a moment's notice than to be wasting my time when I don't need to just spinning my wheels, trying to come up with the answers all by myself. And so it's really dialing that in and, and developing habits. I call them, I call them holy habits. So they're different habits in the in three categories: spiritual, mental, and physical health. And I believe that if you're if you're um, doing all of these habits every single day, you're going to be uh, the best version of yourself. You're going to be able to love others well, and you're going to be close with God. And so, in physical health, I think you need to sleep eight hours a night. I think you need to be active forty five minutes a day. I drink a gallon of water every day, things like that. And then you have uh, mental health. And I think a big thing for me is like sharing things that I'm grateful for every day. I'm really into um, acknowledging that everything comes from God. And so being grateful uh, throughout your day is huge. And then spiritual, I think I, I personally read three chapters of the Bible every day. I try to spend 15 minutes in prayer and I spend some time listening to worship music. Nothing crazy, um, but I think just having those daily habits in my life, they keep me on track so that I don't get distracted. And they're kind of non-negotiables because I know that when I'm healthy in all three of those categories, I'm going to be able to perform my best and I'm going to be able to just be present in my life and to be loving those around me. Oh, I love so this. What would you say, Zach, to the person who, in listening to you know everything that you just said, which is so good, but I can also hear somebody sitting there feeling this like pressure of um, performance or or yeah. or acts like like I have to work for you know success in my business. I have to work. I have to spend a certain amount of time. Like it, it almost becomes yeah. like a to do list item or a checklist, and they feel this like anxious pressure on it. What would you say to that person who might be feeling that right now? Yeah, I think for every person it's different. So what works for me doesn't work for everybody. And what works for you guys doesn't necessarily work for me. And so it's figuring out what is necessary for your life. I do personally, I'm like a structure. I'm super type A. I'm like a three wing two on the Enneagram. Like I need things to like, I I thrive off of to-do lists. And so I put them on my to-do list because it holds me accountable more than anything, Mm -hmm. not from a perspective of like, I need to do these things in order for God to love me. No, he's going to love me no matter what, whether I spend 30 seconds with him or 30 minutes, but it's what, it's what works for me and what uh, keeps me just on track throughout my day so that I know that uh, I'm, I'm where I need to be. Yeah, you're approaching it not from a performative spirit, but from yeah. like honor and and uh, trust and understanding like, hey, this is the best version of Zach and this is the yeah. best version of me to show up for my life and business is to, totally. I, I love that you broke it down into that way um, yeah. and that you clarified it in that of just saying like, hey, this is how how I like to do it. And uh, I am also a three wing too. So Let's I feel go. you on that. Come on, yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, my next question is, how do you specifically, or is there anything that you do within your businesses that you feel like how you specifically honor God with your business other than, you know, like bringing him into it? Is there anything or any way that you go about that in business? 
Yeah, yeah. I think that can be done in like many ways. For me, I felt like what I was doing with the brand Sunday was helping people grow in their relationship with God and understand the Bible better. But some people don't have a specific like Bible-based business. So what if you just own a coffee shop? Well, I think there's a lot of things you can do with that. Uh, Martin Luther said something along the lines of, if you're a shoemaker, you don't need to put crosses on your your shoes to show your devotion to God. You can just make really good shoes. And so Mm -hmm. in the example of like a coffee shop, you can use fair trade beans. You can make sure the employees are paid a fair wage. You can donate coffee or a portion of your proceeds to serving your community. And you don't have to make it like blatantly Christian. You can just do good in your community. And I think that honors God along the way. Like Chick-fil-A doesn't say that they're closed so that the employees can go to church. They don't advertise it like that, but people know they're a Christian organization because of it. And they're continually rated one of the best fast food restaurants in the country. And I believe Mm -hmm. through that process, it's honoring God. And so each business is in its own lane, a little different. um, But I do truly believe that there are ways to, uh, to fit that in. And even if it means you're just like grateful for how he's moving in your life. And when he does open doors, you make that obvious by, by telling people, by speaking about it and by sharing the testimony of, uh, how he's moving in your life, because it's that testimony that's going to inspire other people to be like, yo, maybe he could do that in my life too. And that's, I believe that's honoring to God. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love the heart shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations. If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. We created The Heart Shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and we'll see you there. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primally Pure. Yes, if you've been searching for a natural, non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primally Pure. Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that... I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yes, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primarily Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible. For 10% off your order, you can use code HEARTANDHUSTLE, that's all caps, no spaces, at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primarily Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code HEARTANDHUSTLE for 10% off your order today. I love that. I think that's so good. Do you, and kind of like, I guess, a off track to that, what would you say to the, the people who are struggling with this thought that I have a dream, it's in my heart, I'm really excited about it, but... I feel that pursuing that dream is somehow like selfish or or not aligned with God's will um, yeah. or even trying to determine 
if a dream is God's will or just something that's in their own head? What would you say to that situation and that person? Yeah, I think a lot of people are in that spot right now, actually. And I think God puts dreams in our hearts for a reason. So when it comes to the will of God, a lot of people think that their dreams aren't spiritual enough. I don't think that's the right way of looking at it. I think as long as your dreams line up with the heart of God, chase after it. My friend Bob Goff said this to me recently. He was like, angels don't know the future, but they're waiting, leaning over the railing to see what you're going to do with your life, ready to Mm. cheer you on. And I think God gets so excited when we begin to use the gifts that he's specifically placed in each of our lives to love on the people around us. So is it selfish? I don't think so. I think like run after it, use the things that make you unique and give all glory to God along the way. Cause it's really like when he opens new doors, you just need to let people know that it was all God. And I believe that as you do that, doors will just continue to blow off the hinges because God's Mm -hmm. like, he wants us to succeed and he wants his name to be known and sharing his goodness is a great way to do that. I love that. I, I love that so much. Also, uh, I love, I know you're friends with Bob Goff. I, we were talking before you hopped on. You you remind me of like a mini young Bob Goff. Oh, like your spirit, on. your energy. So I love That's that you're friends great. with him. That's amazing. Um, Thank you. I love also that you clarified uh, just kind of like breaking that that lie I think a lot of people believe of, of stuck in that in that mindset that that thinks that oh I have to perfectly align my dreams to God will God's will or that like any dream that I have is automatically selfish which I think yeah, yeah. I think that's such a beautiful way to look at it which is what, how you just described it of, of saying like hey God has given you dreams and and passions and talents in your heart for a reason and yeah. I think pursuing them as, as long as your heart's in the right place um I think that's just such a beautiful way to look at it. Um, Mm -hmm. My caveat question to this, we actually got a DM um, after we did an episode on, uh, like, we did an episode back in the, not back in the day, like this summer, um, (laughs) on uh, kind of making God, how we personally make God our CEO in our business. Um, And we got a really good DM from somebody who basically said, hey, if you feel like you're chasing after a dream or a business or, or something specific that you feel like the Lord has called you to or the that you know the Lord's placed in your heart, what happens when that business fails to suffer or like fails to thrive or suffers to grow or anything like that? Like basically, if we suffer from setbacks or failures in business, does that mean that God's not in it anymore? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it happens all the time, actually. And I don't know if one answer suffices for every situation. I think each is unique in itself. The reason could be a list of things. Maybe not hearing from God correctly. Maybe it was meant to be used as a lesson for the next thing. I don't really know. I'd be honest with the Lord. Be honest with yourself. Um, Did you work as hard as you should have? And did you spend enough time with God? And then reassess. Every successful entrepreneur goes through a list of failures before they ever succeed. It's the ones that don't really stay down, but they keep pushing forward that end up being successful. You'd be surprised how much is it's all about consistency and just getting back up every single day. There's a lot of CEOs that may not be that smart, but they just kept going 
and they didn't stop. And then there's other brilliant people that gave up way too early when in reality, success was just around the corner. So I mm-hmm. think it's consistency, putting in the work every single day and doing your best to hear from the Lord. And sometimes it means it's just like a stepping stone to what's next. And I saw that like within my life, like crazy. I've dealt with Mm -hmm. failure after failure. I would say there was probably like seven times before I ever had something that was successful. And it's all about what you do with the failure and the attitude you approach the next thing with. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it sucks in the moment, but what are you going to do with it now? And I think sitting around with the poor me mentality isn't going to get you anywhere. So you stand Mm -hmm. back up, you acknowledge where things went wrong, and you use the lesson in a positive way the next time around. I think mm-hmm. like, so I'm 35 now. I believe that your twenties are supposed to be a time of trying new things and failing as much as you can. Like literally for 10 years, I think that's what we should be doing. Try everything that's of interest of you, go all in, work as hard as you can. And then by your thirties, you'll have a much better understanding of what you were made to do in life. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's such a good perspective too, of just like, Hey, failure isn't final. And and just because, you know, one thing, you know, had a plot twist that you didn't see coming doesn't mean that you necessarily totally ruined whatever God had in store for you. There's, there's so much more to the picture. And sometimes it just requires, you know, being willing to go wherever God is calling you. If that means like pushing further into that business or that idea or dream or, you know, pivoting and turning somewhere else, God's calling you. And that's where that connection with the father really comes in of, you know, when you are pressing into him before anything else, when you are chasing him before any dream, when you are, you know, pursuing and cultivating that relationship with him, when those plot twists come and when those, you know, that, that moment of like, oh, this isn't working out the way that I thought it would, like, God, are you in this, you know, and leave room for him to answer. Like he will answer. He will, he will let you know, like, yep, keep, keep pressing in this. Or actually this was a step one to a bigger picture time to turn right. You know, there's, there's just that intimacy with him that, that leads to everything. And I love that you just pointed all of that out. It's so yeah, good. And it's being okay. It's all being okay with the with the small failures and mm-hmm. and knowing that like yeah, there might be something much bigger. Like, what can I learn from this right now, and how can I take yeah. that into the next project? There were companies that I was working on that had nothing to do with the brand Sunday or the Bible, even. But I learned something in those moments that even though they failed, I learned something that helped push us further ahead with the next business. So I would say take every single situation. Uh, big or little, failure or not, and find the the silver lining in it and see where the good is and where God is moving because that's where you'll find him and that's where um, your next step will be. I almost feel like we don't give God enough credit. We like we he's so full of grace. And we I think people sometimes look at him like, oh, he's like angry man in the sky that's saying yes or no, there is only one way yeah, in this yeah, direction. Yeah. Um, and as long as you're following him and your heart is to know and love and serve him, like I think there's so much freedom in that. And I think people yeah. sometimes just think it's like more, it's like, oh no, I have to have one God-ordained path. And if I if I fall off of it, I am in the right. wrong all of a sudden. <laughs> totally, you're done. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not a puppet. Like right. yeah, it's it's a partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love totally. that. Well, 
Zach, what would you say to the person who's listening to this who's like, man, I am hungry for that partnership with the Lord. Like I am hungry for that connection. I want to bring him into my business. I want to, you know, navigate this entrepreneurial journey with the Lord. Yeah. But I just kind of feel a little like overwhelmed. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know where, what, what to do, where to start first steps. Do you kind of have thoughts on just like, here's my recommendation? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Start small and know that you're going to get it wrong and that's okay. And so just spending small amounts of time with him to start and be like, I would, I would say sit down with no schedule, nothing planned and just be like, all right, Lord, would you speak to me today? This is what I'm dealing with and I need your wisdom. Like if we believe that he is like the creator of the universe and has answers to every problem, it would be foolish of us not to consult him and ask him where we need to be focusing our attention. And so I think it's, yeah, just every day making a little habit out of it. And over time, the consistency of it is going to turn into something much greater. And I think that's the case with anything in life is is if you if you see where you want to be and you learn how to reverse engineer that and then just do something small every single day you're going to get to your end goal much faster than if you were just trying to race there in a short amount of time but know that this is a marathon it's not a sprint and so like let's figure out what i can do today with the time that i do have and how do i take the best advantage of that and maybe that means that you need to do like an audit of where you're spending your time maybe it means you need to do an audit of who you follow and who you're allowing to speak into your life and and like that's super necessary i think it's so helpful to do that because then it's going to really free you up to be focusing on the things that are important to you and that are actually going to benefit you in the long run that's such good advice. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Zach, could you, I know your book, See the Good is coming out very soon. I think it will probably yeah. already be out by the time this airs. Could you totally. give us a little teaser of what to expect with See the Good? Yeah. So basically a lot of people are hopeless for the future. They're overwhelmed. They don't know uh, what it, what the future looks like. Negativity surrounds them. And I really believe that there's a different way of doing life if we learn to shift our perspective a little bit to be focusing on how God is moving in the world versus mm -hmm. what society says is happening. And so this book uh, holds your hand through that process teaches you, inspires you to really open your eyes and to find more grace, gratitude, and optimism in every day. Love, love that. this. Cannot wait to read it. Why? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, uh, so good. Zach, we, I feel like we could talk about this for like hours upon hours. Um, yes. I am really, I just, I feel like this is such an important conversation for you know, entrepreneurs who are believers in kind of like merging the world because or merging the worlds because it's 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 easy in our secular culture to have this like separation of oh my personal life and my faith versus my business. And it's in the reality, yeah. you know, one of uh, our good friends, Jordan Dooley, said something at our conference last year that was so good. And she said, faith is not a niche. It is your foundation mm. that everything else is built upon. Like you, you don't have <sighs> to be this like faith-based business in order to, you know, have God as your co-CEO. Like it should yeah, yeah. be your foundation that everything in your life is built upon. So I love that this conversation was just like 
that? <laughs> How can we yes. do that? How can we pursue that? This makes yeah, me so happy. so good. Come on. Oh, I love, love it. it. Speaking of books, uh, what we ask this question to all of our guests, and it's selfish because we just love reading. Um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, we're adding your book to our list. But in addition to your book, what is your favorite book that you've read recently? Recently, that's a great question. I I tend to read quite a bit. Um, I would say recently, a a book that I really enjoyed was Undistracted by Bob Goff. So speaking of him earlier. Um, yes, I read that earlier I, this uh, this year. Let's go. I think he's like one of the most incredible storytellers. And just his yeah. way of getting you to feel multiple emotions at once is pretty mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And that book will help you direct your attention to what's important in life and guide you on cutting out the distractions. And so I think I think it's it's necessary for a lot of people to understand that, that a lot of things in life are a distraction and uh, learning how how to say no to the right things so that you can say yes to, um, to what's even better for you. Uh, learning that skill can completely change your life. Yes. I love it. So good. Okay. Next rapid fire question as we wrap up is what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in business? That's, uh, I feel like I have a dictionary full of business <laughs> lessons. I know, because we put I, it in the rapid fire, but it's yeah. actually kind of a meaty question. <laughs> totally. I would say, I would say everything takes much longer than you expect it to. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be like this successful entrepreneur at 25, but in reality, my life was falling apart and I had zero direction on what was next. So like slow down, you have so much time just because there are all these influencers on social media that have like, quote unquote, made it at an early age, that's not common in the business world. So take it one day at a time, do something small every day. And over time, it's going to compound into something much greater. Relax, spend time with God and work hard. It'll come eventually. I love love that. Mic drop moment from (laughs) Zach. Oh my gosh. All right, Zach, you have yeah. been a joy to talk to. I have loved this conversation. For every listener that's uh, like, yes, I want to know more of this dude, where can everyone find you, read your book, like consume your content, all the things? Come on. I think I have the most fun on TikTok at Zach Windall. And then you definitely uh, do. <laughs> thank you. Second up, uh, Instagram, uh, zachwindall.com works. Um, my new book, See the Good, is available everywhere the books are sold. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys for having me. Oh my goodness, this was so much fun. You're awesome. Of course. (laughs) You're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing just your heart and your wisdom. And we know our listeners are, you know, probably sitting there like earbuds, just put them back in and repeat again because it's... (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. I love it. Thank you for your time today, Zach. You're amazing. Thank you guys.